Welcome to the OA Light a Candle Meeting Podcast. Visit our website at oalaig.org where you will find several speaker feeds with over 800 speaker files, forms for ordering CDs for these speakers, and a place to donate to keep this special service active. The opinions expressed on the Light a Candle Podcast are those of individual OA members and do not represent OA as a whole. I would now like to introduce our speaker for tonight, Vida. Hi, I'm Vida. I'm a compulsive overeater, bulimic, and restrictor. Um, Welcome to all the newcomers, and congratulations to all the people celebrating. I don't think I've ever seen that many birthdays at this meeting. That was really incredible. And... I just had this sense of, like, it made me feel one of many. You know, like, I'm the main speaker for tonight, but, like, I'm just here to share my experience, strength, and hope, just like everyone else's. And that is a gift of the program, that I can have that sense. Um, you know, I, I, I was not nervous about what I was going to say tonight because I really have faith in my higher power to speak through me, but I was really nervous about what I was going to wear tonight. <laughs> so I talked about it yesterday with my sponsor, and that's how I get to know I'm, I still need to be here. Um, and also that it's like there's a way in which that I still have, like, less faith in my higher power to take care of my body and what I look like than in, like, who I get to show up in this world as, which is why I'm here, but also a gift of the program. Because I get to show up as my genuine, authentic self today. And, and that's such a miracle because I didn't even know who that was when I came into this program. So um, to qualify, I have been in OA for almost six years. I celebrated four years of abstinence in January. My abstinence is no binging, no purging, and no restricting. Purging for me, is I just define as throwing up. Restricting is either like skipping meals, cutting out food groups. Like I was afraid of fat. I was afraid of carbs. I wouldn't eat them. Um, like intentionally trying to lose weight. And I was a really hardcore binge eater. I was eating five or 10,000 calories at a time. And so for me, like that's what defines a binge for me. If I just say screw it and just go for it. Um, and I, you know, I haven't done that and it's such a miracle. I just, I could not stop eating when I came into this program. I truly could not. And yeah, like today, for today, my relationship with food is sane. Um, and, and like that's, I'm so humbled by this disease now more than ever four years into this abstinence and six years into the program that, like, I just get today. I can't count on tomorrow. Yesterday is past. I have today. I have two abstinent meals today so far. Dinner could be crazy. I hope not. I'm going to dinner with a fellow. But, like, it could be, you know? I don't know. And and as long as I bring a higher power into it and continue to do what I've done for the past four years, I do think I can stay abstinent through dinner. But then I'll deal with tomorrow, tomorrow. Um, so what it was like is I I mean I've been obsessed with food my whole life really and my eating disorder um really took off when I was in high school but I was self-soothing with food really as as long as I can remember and one of the things that happened to me was I think I I had a spiritual connection as a child and I didn't know what to do with it I didn't know how to be myself in this world and so I shut down and food was one of the things I learned to use to repress that part of myself that I just didn't know what to do with. 
Um, but, you know, I, I also have a lot of memories, like, that basically as soon as I hit puberty, I was ashamed of my body. And I was 12 years old wearing, like, shorts and T-shirts to um, the pool, even though I wasn't overweight because I was just so ashamed of my body. And, you know, when my, a boy, my first boyfriend broke up with me when I was 12, and my reaction to that was to starve myself. I didn't eat, you know, and I remember just being like, how long can I go without eating? That was my reaction as a 12-year-old to that. Um, and it just, you know, it got worse. This p- disease is progressive, and I ended up being um, in college, bailing out over and over again because I was really, like, I would restrict and throw up and overexercise, and then I wouldn't be able to do it anymore, and I would just go into binging. And I am like a heroin addict with food. I'm not someone who eats, like, who grazes, who uses sugar to get me through studying. Like, I am a heroin addict with food when I'm binging. I binge till I pass out, and then when I wake up, I binge again until I pass out. And that's what I was doing with food, and I couldn't stay in school. I kept failing out. Um, And it, it was so demoralizing and debilitating and I just, I, I didn't know I had a disease, and I didn't know what else to do um, besides do that, or I'm going to get it together now, and I'm going to stop overeating, and that meant restricting, starving, overexercising, and my weight was just crazy. I'm, I'm maintaining 50, 60-pound weight loss right now, um, and it was 20 to 40 pounds every single year gaining and losing. And that's what it was like for me. And um, so, you know, after failing out of school again and again, I I was going to fail out an, another time. I had have to come back from school on the East Coast because I failed out twice there. And I was going to fail out of community college here as well. And it wasn't because of the rigor of the school, because I could not stop eating. I, I, you know, I would tell my parents I was going to school, and I would go in my car and binge until I passed out, and then drive home when I was supposed to come home from class. Um, and I just, I couldn't believe that it was happening again, and so I told them, I can't stop eating, and I'm going to fail out of, of, of school again. And they told me I had to come here, um, and I did. And I'm so grateful that I had that willingness to do that, because this program has completely changed my life, completely 100% changed my life. And, you know, I, I didn't come here on my own. I didn't come here because I was, like, desperate. Really, I just wanted to stop gaining weight, and I wanted to stop failing out of school. But after being in this program for a little while, I did become desperate because I was in this bottom where I was isolated in a room, living in a house with other people, and binging my brains out, and I gained 40 pounds in two months, and I just hated myself, and I couldn't stop, and I didn't know what else to do, you know, I I felt so powerless to stop what was happening to me, I didn't feel like it was me doing it, but it's like I literally, I feel, I was like a garbage receptacle for food, that's what I felt like, and in that experience, I, I had already come to OA, and I, I just hit this bottom, and I, I didn't want to live anymore. And I just, I was, I was 
really close to to that to like not being on this planet anymore and it's a higher power for sure the fact that i'm still here because i could not stop eating i couldn't restrict anymore i just couldn't i couldn't do any of the compensation behaviors like all literally all i could do was eat until i passed out and then wake up and eat again um and that was my life like that's a really sad life and I have so much compassion for that person because if that was my life, like, I would not want to live either. If that was any of your lives, like, I can understand not wanting to live because it's not really much of a life to live for, right? So, you know, I, I like, went back to the meetings. I hadn't gone for maybe, like, a month or something like that, maybe two. I don't really know. It was pretty blurry. Um, and I started being absolutely uh, honest about what I was doing. And this program like has taught me how to be honest and today i am rigorously honest like i tell someone everything i tell multiple people everything <laughs> i don't why is that funny <laughs> um i really like i don't keep things to myself and that's what keeps me sane and in recovery because you know you hear all the time in these rooms that we're only as sick as our secrets and i don't have secrets anymore which is kind of amazing because my whole life was wrapped up in secrecy right like telling my parents i'm going to class but actually just binging in my car until i passed out like that's just one example right but um you know through that process i started getting abstinent and it was nine months in this program before i became consistently abstinent and my first year was still kind of rough but um i i kept coming back you know and that is the only thing i've done perfectly is i kept coming back um, and my first year, it was really figuring out, like, that doing it my way doesn't work. It truly does not work, and I have to take direction, and I have to do what I'm told to do instead of how I think this should work and how I want it to work and what I feel like doing, because that's not how it works. And I also found out that I only really succeed in this program if I'm in the middle of the herd. It really doesn't work for me to be on the outskirts and to kind of, you know, just do it if I feel like doing it. And, uh, yeah, and so when this abstinence started over four years ago, um, I got a text from my mom that said my cousin drowned. And that was the last day that I wasn't abstinent. And uh, that was a spiritual experience for me because... I, I didn't really have a conception of a higher power, but I, this, this girl, she was younger than I was, became like an angel in my life, basically, is what I felt like. And she, you know, was such a source of light, and I really saw, and I hear this a lot, that I realized that I could not honor her memory and continue to do something to myself that made me not want to live. Um, and, you know, I, whenever my birthday comes around now, my OA birthday, it's kind of bittersweet because it's when she died also. Um, but I, today, like, I have developed a spirituality that I know I'm still connected to her and she's connected to me. And that gets to be part of my experience, too. And so from that day on, I've been abstinent and it's been really imperfect. Um... I, you know, I've worked these steps in this program twice, and doing that got me into multiple other programs. I'm now sober, as well as in two programs that help me with relationships, because one of the things that happened to me when I completely, like, separated myself from my spiritual essence and 
my being um, is and numbed it out with food uh, is that I didn't learn how to have relationships with other people in a way that nourishes my spirit and allows me to be my authentic self. And so I personally was not able to get as much help as I needed for that just from being abstinent, but I definitely would not have the types of relationships that I have today if I weren't abstinent. Like, that was step one for me. And then after looking at that, not like step one in the steps, but just like the first step, <laughs> um, after, after looking at that, I could start looking at all these other areas of my life where, like, this is causing me pain and not working for me. And I am so grateful today that I have um, a lot of willingness from my higher power to show up to the extent that I need to, to get relief in my life in these different areas, because working, like, four programs takes a lot of work. Um, but it's so worth it to me today, because I genuinely, like, have a life that I want to live, and I don't know how to do that on my own. Like, on my own, I know how to want to die. Like, that's what I did. Um, and the steps gave me a spiritual awakening like I truly have had a spiritual awakening and it gets deeper and that's like the most amazing part it's not just like you have the spiritual awakening and then you like go on with your life for me it's like it gets deeper and deeper and I get to connect with other people on deeper and deeper levels and have the type of relationships that I've always wanted to and maintain a weight loss for like three and a half years which is crazy um and I, I get to, like, show up for life today when it's not good and when it's good. And a lot of you know, like, I have a pretty serious health condition, and it's really limited my life in a lot of ways. And I've been able to stay abstinent through that. And I've been able to graduate college with straight A's after failing out over and over again. Um, and I get, to, I get to feel good about who I am today. And that's, that's amazing, you know. Like, I, I wanted to die because of how ashamed I was around what I was doing with food. And today I, like, get to want to be myself, you know. Like, I just, I don't know what um, really bigger gift I could be given. And I just want to uh, share what happened to me today. Like, I... Um, I was walking on the beach, which is something that I've been doing recently, and I feel, when I'm in nature, I feel so connected to God, and there's something about just, like, the power of the ocean, and I just know, like, I'm part of something bigger, and that part of something bigger is, like, part of me, like, it's just all connected, and I was just walking, like, just feeling so happy to be alive. And the fact that I can just feel so happy to be alive is a miracle for me, and it just, like, it astounds me every day when I'm walking there, and I'm like, I'm happy to be alive. Like, that is incredible. And I was, you know, I was just looking at the water and just feeling so happy and just walking. And this woman was like, will you take a picture of us? And I'm like, of course I'll take a picture of you guys. And I took a picture of them. And then she's like, can we take a picture with you? Because you're just so cute. And I was just like okay, sure, but it just, it was amazing, because I saw that the energy that I was putting out into the world, one, like, I was the person they asked to take their picture, and the fact that they wanted me, like, a stranger in the picture with them, I've heard of that happening, you know, if, like, you're white, and you're in a foreign country, and they, like, want to take a picture with you, but, like, these people were from the U.S., and they wanted me in their picture, 
And I was just like, this is just so reflective of the miracle that this program has made my life. You know what I mean? It's like I would not, when I would not have been on the beach, I would not have been happy to be there. I would not have been smiling. I would not have been feeling connected to something greater than myself. And I definitely would not have been asked to be in a stranger's picture because they thought I looked so cute. And, like, I don't know, you know, it just it just really showed me the miracle that doing these steps and working with other people and doing what I was asked to do and working on a spiritual relationship on a daily basis, like, what all of that has made possible in my life, you know, and... Oh, I'm just so grateful, you guys. Like, my life is not perfect. It's definitely not. And I have days where I struggle. And, um, you know, the the end of this year was really hard for me. I felt really lost. I didn't know what was going on with my health stuff. I The food got really messy. And I was in so much body obsession. I was in so much pain. And I just was like, I can't believe this is where I am after almost four years of abstinence. And I just, I don't feel free. And what I can say is a lot of times, like, it's darkest before the dawn. And right now, today, like, I have more freedom around food than I've ever had when two months ago I was really struggling. And... I have more faith in, like, my body to take care of itself today than I ever have. I'm less obsessed with, like, the little fluctuations. And one of the things that's amazed me recently is that I have gotten to this place of, I've just, my spirituality, like, shifted a week and a half ago. And I've just gotten to this place where, like, the things that bother me don't take over my life anymore. Like, I get to give them to God, and I get to bring other people into them if I'm struggling giving them to God. And in general, like, obsession around anything is not lasting usually more than, like, a few minutes and maybe at most, like, half an hour, and I get to go on with my day and live my life. And that's amazing because, you know, this disease centers in my mind, and I still have that same mind that was binging on five or 10,000 calories, throwing up blood, starving myself, exercising, whatever I was doing, um, but I have a spiritual treatment for it. Like, that was the solution. It was spiritual. It wasn't changing, you know, the way that I was eating. It wasn't any of that stuff. Um, yeah, and... Thank you for asking me to speak, and also thank you. <laughs> um, I'm just, I'm so honored to be here. I'm so grateful to be here. Um, let me see if there's anything else I want to say. Anyone who's struggling, I really encourage you to keep coming back. You know, like, I I didn't get absent at all for nine months, like I said, and I was really struggling two months ago, and my life is really different today than it was two months ago. And there is nothing different about me than any of you. Like, if I can do this, anyone else can do it. It just really takes commitment, really. You know, I, I couldn't commit to anything before I was in this program, and I've committed to this program for, like, six years, which is incredible. I so relate to the person who shared and said they've never, like, done anything for 30 days, you know. I was like that, too, and... Uh, this program has taught me how to live. It's taught me how to be in this world and just keep showing up. 
um, and connect with others. Like helping other people has been so incredible in, for me uh, because I was so, I still can be, but I was so selfish and self-centered, just so obsessed with myself in every single way. And today, whenever I feel disturbed, like if I feel an obsession, if I, whatever it is, if I don't feel right, like I know I'm not connected to my higher power. And that's what I get to do. I get to bring a higher power into it, and that higher power solves all my problems. And I just have faith today that, like, everything's going to work out, and I don't know how. But my deepest desire, truly, which, like, amazes and mesmerizes me, is that my deepest desire is really to find out what God's will is and then be willing to do that. Because that is what brings the most peace into my life. When I'm, like, resisting what is and what is God's will for me, I make myself really miserable, and I'm tired of being the cause of my misery. And sometimes I still am. Sometimes I'm still the cause of my misery. But, like I said, it it doesn't last the way that it did, and it doesn't last the way that it did because I'm not doing this alone. Like, I could not have done this alone. There's no way, right? Like, all I could do was binge till I wanted to die. Like, that's what I knew how to do. So the fact that I'm standing here today in front of you and can tell you this story, like, I didn't make it up, this actually happened, is a miracle. And there's so many other people in this room whose lives are miracles. Um, So if you didn't resonate with anything that I said tonight, I really encourage you to keep coming back. Um, and find find a meeting where you do resonate and someone who tells your story because if you are one of us, someone will tell your story eventually and you'll see that it's possible for you too. So thanks for letting me share.